Hello, welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control of their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Hello, my fellow friends and listeners and people out there in the ADHD universe. I am coming to you three weeks after my latest podcast because my business is growing. I am going through growing pains. I am grinding away every day at, at trying to work through client work and work through building you know, my website and doing business processes, and it's just a lot to handle. It's a lot to juggle. It's just me, really, for the most part, doing this all on my own. So sometimes you know, the podcasts and blogs and stuff kind of gets pushed to the side because my time has never been spread more thin, but help is on the way, and I'm very excited some virtual help, and that's going to help me with my more administrative tasks. And that means I will have more time to be creating content and podcasts, which is really a lot more fun than the administrative stuff. So I'm looking forward to that very much. And today, what I'm going to be sharing with you is a new budgeting app that is so exciting. I've been using it for about two months, and it is incredible. This budgeting app is now the app that I use with my clients. This company has a app, the part uh, they have a service for financial planners and financial advisors to actually share or co-budget with their clients so I can have access and my client can have access and we can both see the same thing and you know I as the financial planner covers the cost of the subscription to this pl- uh, budgeting app. So that's what I've been using. But it's really been built from the ground up for the consumer market, first and foremost, meaning you, um, who's not my client. You, not my client, is the consumer market, or not anybody's client, presumably. But yeah, so it's a, you know an app that competes with Mint and YNAB and Rocket Money, which used to be Truebill. And the app that I used to recommend for a little bit was Honeydew, which I'm not long, no longer using, nor am I crazy about it because the level of support that you get from them has just dropped off a cliff. So I'm officially unrecommending Honeydew, I'm sorry to say. But the app that I'm talking about right now is Monarch Money. And Monarch Money is incredible. For the longest time, I was using the budgeting tool that is built into my financial planning software. I was using that budgeting tool with my clients because we can both see it. We both have access to the budget and all of that. And while good enough, it left a lot to be desired because this, you know, is a financial planning software that happens to have a budgeting tool as opposed to a budgeting tool that happens to have some financial planning software. Monarch is a budgeting tool that's new-ish. It's only maybe three years old or so. So it's more modern. It's uh, the developers, you know, I've met with some of the team. They're great. They're working hard and it's an exciting app and it's been very useful and it's been very helpful. And in fact, in my first month using it, I spent $2,000 less than I did in the month before and it felt effortless and it felt kind of fun. Well, it did feel fun because there's some gamification aspects, I think, that are built into it. And what they told me was that they do everything with a firm psychological foundation. So the app is built with intuition, with the brain in mind. 
So like things are where you would want them to be, you know, like when you have an app and you're just like, ah, I just wish like, I just wish this did this. Like they're doing the things that you wish that would be in apps and it's amazing. So what I want to do because I'm a fan of this app, it's not free. I do have a discount code that I'm going to share with you at the end of this. They were nice enough to um, give me a discount code so that I could share it with my audience and that you guys could get a hold of this thing at a discount. And I'll share that with you at the end. What I want to do is run through some of the features. I mean, this is an audio podcast, so it's, it'd be much easier if I could show you. But I'll run through some of the features and why I think it's a great app and ADHD friendly for sure just in the nature of the visuals, in the nature of things being where you want them to be, in the in the spirit of it being very clear-cut and intuitive, there's less places to get frustrated or to not understand, which can really hurt our ability to stick with something. And the way that it ties goals in is very useful. And it's like if you've listened to my past podcast on my preferred sort of budgeting structure, my cash flow structure of the reverse budget, where you have money come in to your, you, you get paid, the money gets split up between your goals, and then it goes to your fixed expenses, then it goes to your recurring, uh, that goes to your fixed expenses, then it goes to your variable spending. So you have just one account, that's your one, I'm in control of this money account, and your one job is to keep that account above zero. And if you can do that, then you're without a doubt on track. Like having this be set up, with that is so satisfying. So let's talk a little bit about it. Monarch Money has both an app, the app is great, and so is the desktop version. They're both good. There's no learning curve one to the other. To me, it's very much, they're very much the same, but just formatted very well so that it's all very clear. And when you first log in, they'll have you go through some things. So they want you to like add all of your accounts and you can add all of your accounts. So you add all your credit cards, you add all your debit and bank accounts, you add all your loans, you add your mortgage, you add your investments, you add everything. If you can't link something, you can put it in manually, which is usually not ideal. It's okay if you use manual for things like your mortgage, even personal loans and stuff is okay usually if you do manual because there's not a lot of manual transactions. I mean, there's not a lot of transactions that need to be like categorized uh, with those accounts, you could just update the balances occasionally. But everything links smoothly. They use Plaid. They use Finicity. They use the, the aggregators that are very smooth working. So that's been a very pleasant experience. You want this thing to show your full net worth, which of course is your all the things you own minus all the things you owe. And so you want to put in your house, your property value. And it's cool because you can actually have it linked. You can actually have your, your house be updated automatically by the Zestimate, the Zillow Zestimate. So I know a lot of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, the Zillow Zestimate's always wrong. Well, if it's really wrong, then you just do it manually. But for those of you that like, it's kind of, you know, pretty accurate. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun. It's cool. I mean, it's cool that you can do that. Um, I don't know of, well, I haven't really been using other budgeting apps, but I'm not aware of any other app that's really doing that. Um, if you're on Mint, they have really easy instructions to move from Mint to Monarch. Um, if you use an Apple card, they have really clear instructions on how to import statements from Apple so you can make sure you're tracking your Apple card expenses since Apple doesn't let you link to anything. You can link your crypto with Coinbase. It's very nice. You can put your cars in. You can just do stuff. It's great. So once you have everything linked, what they want you to do, and which 
I want you to do if you do this is go to transactions tab and start categorizing your transactions. There's a few things I love about this. I love, love, love that it brings in pending. I believe as long as the institution lets them, it'll bring in pending transactions from a credit card that have not posted yet. By default, they don't let you edit those transactions, but there's a feature where you can turn that off and you can edit the transaction, the pending transaction. So you don't have to wait three days to see what you've been spending money on it'll be there pretty fast. And that's very nice. And that's one of the biggest complaints I get from clients about their budgeting experiences that even that three days it takes to post or whatever, you know, they think they have this much money, but they actually don't have that much money because they forgot about something they bought. And that just happens over and over again. But with this, you'll see it on the app very quickly. It uses nice, cute little emojis. You can make new categories and create emojis. What I love about this is that their rules that you can set up are fantastic. So like, for instance, I go to Wawa, which is a gas station and a convenience store that has really good food. I get food there and I also get gas there. So I was able to set a rule that says, Monarch, anytime you see Wawa and it's over $40, label it as gas. Anytime it's under $40, label it as convenience food. And so that's what it does. So I don't have to do anything. It's already doing that for me. You can also create rules such as it's, it's basically using if, then. So you could say, if the merchant name matches Wawa, then apply these updates. Then update the category to medical. But you can also do the amount. So you can do if, if the expense is greater than, less than, between, or equal. So if you have, so for some of you, there may be some expenses you use like using Zelle. So you're using Zelle for things. You see the amounts, but you don't know what it was for. It's very hard to categorize correctly, but maybe you you pay the, your, your house cleaner the same amount every single week. Well, then you can just say, okay, if the merchant name equals Zelle and the amount equals 300 bucks, let's say, then make this house cleaning or home maintenance or whatever, whatever you use for that category. And that way, a lot of the work will be done for you. So when you come into here, you don't have to do a lot. Just got to set it up the first time. And there's other ways as well that you can create rules. I mean, you can create rules based on the amount, the merchant name, whether the merchant name exactly matches, or you can say if the merchant name equals this and the category equals this, then you can update the category. You can rename the merchant. So if the merchant comes in as Zelf, in that, in that example with the house cleaner, it comes in as Zell $300, you can have it update the category, but you can also have it rename the merchant to Susie the house cleaner or John the house cleaner. You can really do a lot. And we're going to get into this in a little bit, but you can also link it to a goal, which is really cool. But I'll tell you that about that in a second. And remember, this is called Monarch Money, guys. It's a really, I mean, I spent $2,000 less in my first month using it, which I thought I was doing good. I didn't know what I was missing out on in terms of feeling and being in control of my money. All right, so then that's the transactions. And once you have all the transactions done, you can go to cash flow and you can look at cash flow. And on cash flow, it's going to show you your income. Um, it's going to show you your expenses and it's going to show you your total savings or your total not savings and your savings rate. And it categorizes things by category and by group. So every category is in a group. So you can see your group spendings like for instance, my groups are housing, gifts and donations, travel and lifestyle, bills and utilities, food and dining, health and wellness, children, business, shopping, financial, auto and transport. 
But my categories are, you know, landscaping, gifts, country club, medical, home improvement, business, solid activities, internet, grocery, subscription, gas and electric, phone, childcare, takeout, delivery, meal kits, golf, financial fees, Dave, personal, gas, sewer, convenience, food, shopping. And those are just the categories that I actually have spending on uh, this month so far. So basically, you can get very granular into how you look, but you can also see broadly your, your patterns. And you can also look by merchant. So if you really want to see how much you are actually spending at just to DoorDash or just to Grubhub or just to Target or just to wherever it is that you're spending a lot of money, you can see that as well. So you can see by merchant how much you've been spending. You can look at this quarterly. You can look at this monthly. You can look at it, look at it over the period of a year. You can see, and it's so visual. It's just the visual experience, guys. It's just great. The next tab down is plan. And the plan is like where you would live. Like you would live on this page. Now, this is where I'm constantly coaching my clients. This is the page where it's like you set the budget amount, then it shows you the actual amount, and then it shows you how much you have remaining. And then on the far right side, it'll show you your actual income visually versus the budget amount. It'll show you your actual expenses versus the budget amount. And then also for goals, it'll show you your actual goal contributions versus your budgeted amount. And so in this section... You can set the budget amount and then Monarch is always budgeting off of income. You're not using any pre-existing balances to set the budget, which is something that YNAB does. And I'm going to leave it at that. If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you, you don't, but that's okay that you don't. But you're budgeting off of income. So you're always trying to, you're just looking at what is my income going to be for this month? What is my budgeted expenses? And what am I planning to have left over? You're not budgeting to use your savings, because Monarch is saying, save those savings. Keep those savings saved. Let's look forward into the future. Now, on this page, you can set the budget amounts. And then as you're setting the budget amounts, you'll be slowly seeing on the right as it there's a there's a section that says left to budget. And so you'll be setting your budget amounts and trying to get that to zero. So it's balanced out. So if you have $10,000 to budget, you might have $9,000 of expenses, and then $1,000 as a goal. Maybe my favorite part about this entire thing is that they have a forecast page where you can actually set budgets in the future. So when you click forecast, it's like this grid layout, and you can set both monthly and yearly budgets. So I can budget for June 2023, I can set my budget for July 2023, I can budget for August 2023. The whole point of all this is that a budget, you don't set a budget amount and doesn't stay static. You always have to adapt and adjust. So I think about in June, what am I doing in June? I'm not going on any vacations in June and think about what events I'm doing so I can change my budget. Okay, there's a baby shower I have to go to. There's going to be some travel. So I have to up my travel expense for June. And I'm thinking about this in May. So this is causing me to think ahead. And that's such a huge part of success in this financial world is actually putting the time in to think about the future. This has the medium to do that, which is half the battle. It's just having the right layout. What I'm always telling my people is that when you're operating throughout the month, you must be opening your phone and going to the app and you must be looking at your progress. You absolutely must be looking at seeing, okay, what's left over in each category. And if you're over in a category, you must find a category where you can pull back and make that intentional decision in the moment to say, I'm a hundred bucks over on food, so be it. And I still have two weeks left of the month. So I have to give myself not only the extra I went over, but I have to give myself an extra $100. So instead of having a $500 food budget, I now have a 
$700 budget because I'm at 600. So I'm already hundred over, but I need to give myself a hundred extra. So you need to go find $200 somewhere else where you can take it from. If there's nowhere to take it from, you have to take it from a goal. And this makes it very tangible because you already put in the budget amount for a goal, how much you wanted to save for that goal. And so you need to be doing that. And what's great about Monarch is there's a feature where with the remaining amount, so for any for any budget where there's an amount remaining, you can actually just click on it. And then there's an option to sweep the remaining amount to a different category. So in this case, in my my personal category, there's 50 bucks left. So I could click that. I could sweep that over to the food category. And that's 50 of the 200 that I need to get to. Also, there looks to be like there is 170 left on my pets. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sweep the 170 or I'm sorry, because I need 200. I'm going to sweep 150. So when you click on the 170, you can choose to do 150 and send the 150 from the pets to the food. And that means what am I doing? I am deciding I am no longer getting my pets groomed this month. And I am more than willing to make a sacrifice like that. My dogs can wait a couple extra weeks to get groomed because to me, it's more important to stay under the budget than it is to get my dogs groomed. Because even though the dogs love getting groomed, my financial future and my financial condition and my financial path just happens to be for me and my financial, the future of my family is more important than my dogs getting groomed. And those are the decisions you have to make throughout the month. So if you're over on food and you gave yourself a $200 budget for, you know, getting a nice spa day, you have to make the sacrifice. Don't get the spa day. You have to give yourself more for food because you got to eat. So making those decisions and balancing this thing out and keeping the total spending amount the same. And if you have to raise total spending amount, you have to take from goals. What also is great about this Monarch Money app is that there's a recurring section. So Monarch will automatically try and find expenses that are recurring and it has a calendar. And when I show this to my clients, they love it. They love that there's a calendar because it shows a calendar with all the days that the various recurring things come out. So no longer will you be confused about when or how much money is coming out because you have a calendar. You have no excuse now. So when Monarch first tries to to do this, it's going to try and guess. It's going to guess wrong on a lot of things. So you just go down and you just mark things as not actually recurring if they don't actually recur, but you get a calendar view. There's two more sections, goals and investments. Let's start with investments because it's really quick. So you can link your investment accounts and it will actually show you some data. It'll, it can show you um, your, how your investments have been doing versus like the S&P 500. It's actually cool that there are some ways to analyze your investments in here. So it's very holistic. It doesn't just focus on budgeting. It also gives you some nice investment data, but that's not really the point of this. The point is to get to goals. This is where for me, the magic happens because with Monarch goals are incredible. So with goals, let's say you have a credit card goal to pay off $15,000 of credit card debt. So you create the goal. So you go add goal, you go credit cards, go next, It'll have you prioritize the goal since there's only one goal right now. It's the number one priority. And then for this goal, it says, how much money do you want to save? Well, for credit cards, it's going to be the total of all of the balances of the credit cards that you want to pay off because that's how much you need to save, the total of the balances. So what you do is you actually link the goal to the actual accounts in Monarch. So what Monarch does is it takes your current balance of the accounts that you link to it and it adds them up for you and it shows you 
that you have $15,000 of credit cards to pay off. And now what's beautiful is when you make the extra credit card payment, and just a real quick tip for anyone out there, this is where lots of wrenches can get thrown into the system. With credit card payments and budgeting, what you want to do is you want to separate the minimum payments from the extra payments. This makes budgeting, especially with Monarch, a lot easier because this way, the minimum payments you can categorize as a credit card payment or an expense. So another trick is when you're doing credit cards with budgeting, you either want to, and some people might disagree with me, but to me, this this makes sense. You either want to make the interest charge the expense or you want to make the credit card minimum payment the expense. You make the minimum payment the expense because the minimum payment is money that you have to pay. It comes from your cash flow and the minimum payment on credit cards is typically just the interest and a little bit of principal, okay? So it really is an expense. But the extra payment, the extra payment is a one-for-one decrease of the balance that you owe. So it's really a transfer. It transfers your wealth from cash to having less debt, but it's a wash in terms of your net worth. Your net worth stays the exact same after you pay off a credit card with an extra credit card payment. So what I would do would be I would do the minimum payment and then I would have Like with my budget system, you'd have an extra amount of money that comes into an account that's just for debt payoff. You would use that money to do an extra debt payment. And then in Monarch, you categorize that as a credit card payment, which is a transfer, but you you tag it as part of the credit card goal. And what that does is it fills up the actual column on the plan page of the budget of the plan page. So so if you budgeted for $2,000 of extra debt payments, then once you tag that payment in the transactions as part of the goal, it'll show that your actual contribution was 2000 So then if you were perfectly on budget, you could have your 10000 of income, you could have your 9000 of expenses, and then your $1,000 will be filled up by the goal and it'll all balance out. And that's how it links to it. But in terms of tracking the goal, it's not using the contribution, it's not using the tag of the goal in transactions. What it's actually doing is using the actual reduction of the balance which is brilliant. So like, for instance, if after three months, your $15,000 of credit card debt all total up to 12,000, even if you thought that you put $5,000 extra to it, you actually didn't because now that it's 12,000, you only put 3,000 to it. Does that make sense? So somehow or some way other, you actually were using that card because a lot of times what happens is my clients come to me and they think they've been making so much progress on paying off their debt. But when we actually look at their balances, they're not really down much at all. So this way, because the goal is linked to the actual balances of the cards, because it's linked to Monarch and Monarch is updating the balances of the cards, you're actually seeing how your debt is going down and how fast it's going down. And it'll show the progress bar of it filling up to 100% paid off. And it's very satisfying and it's awesome. And so the other thing about the goals is that if you use an emergency fund goal, you link an actual physical account to it. So if you set an emergency fund goal and set a goal of $10,000, it's actually going to track that goal by how much money is actually in that account. Now you can have separate accounts and do one account for one goal, or you can have one account and then separate and then have, and then subdivide that account into goals on Monarch. So it's so flexible and it's so cool. You can, you can make the goals have its own picture. You can name the goal whatever you want, which is really important. Research shows that you have to have the account name, the goal be very concrete. It's not a vacation. It's a golf trip to Banff. 
in July because that's what I'm doing and I can't wait for it. And my, I have a, I nicknamed my Capital One account Banff July and my goal is called Banff July Golf in Monarch. So got to do that. And that's basically Monarch. And it's, what is it like? It's like nine bucks a month or something. But if you use the code DeWittCM, you'll get 30% off your first year. I think on the reviews, people say it's a little bit expensive, but to me, it's not really that expensive when you consider like the success I've had, you know, am I willing to pay nine bucks a month to spend $2,000 less because it's helping me track, it's making it more fun. I'm seeing all these charts. Like my favorite chart on here is when you're on the first page of dashboard, it shows you this, this line graph. The red line is you're spending this month and that's overlaying the gray line, which is your last month spending. So like when I was getting my way to $2,000 less, I was having an absolute blast keeping the gap between the red line and the gray line, which was above it because I was excited, was spending more in the previous month. I was having a blast keeping that gap the same or even expanding it so I could just feel that satisfaction of like, damn, I did it. I spent less. So it's really great. They're going to keep updating it. I am in no way sponsored by them. I use that for my clients, but I pay for the, the accounts that my clients open. I don't get any discounts, special discounts. And this code that I'm given, I don't get any commission off it at all. They're just doing it as a favor to you guys. Okay. So it's a legitimate, awesome app. I'm not getting commission. It's just purely from my heart that I'm sharing this app with you. Monarch Money, give it a shot. I think you'd be very, very pleased with it. And if you have questions about it, don't hesitate to ask out, uh, reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer questions about how Monarch works and, or just reach out to them so you don't, uh, so I can have time to make more podcasts and stuff. But uh, I'm just kidding. You can read. So that's the new app that I'm officially endorsing as the app, my app of choice for budgeting. I think it's super ADHD friendly. It's not as complicated as YNAB, but it has YNAB-esque features to it. I'm a fanboy right now. I'm really, really getting a little too excited about this, but it's a great app. Go check it out. Use the code DeWittCM. You'll get 30% off Monarch Money. Have a great day. 